If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older. Or that's what your doctor tells you. But Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. Midi specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective, and FDA-approved. Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a MIDI clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history, so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Bleach Bros, bruh. Oh man, our intro was hijacked, Jake. What in the hell? <laughs> Welcome to the Bleach Brothers Podcast. This is B-Word. And Jake, how you doing tonight? I'm wonderful, man. Uh, yeah, I had to hijack it. Jake's take, bro. Ah, oh, man. You know, when you said that you needed to borrow it, I just didn't realize that that's what was going to happen with it. It's a Bleach bro. You know, I say bro, you say bro. Uh, you know, we, we say what we say, dude. This is just how it works. You know what it's, I mean? It's funny. Um, I mean, don't mean to cut you off, but when I moved up here, um, everybody thought I was a bro. And, you know, there, there's different levels of bros, you know, and, right. and that's why also I think there's a bro, a bra, a brahim, a bro. There's a whole bunch. But right. I, I would consider myself a Portland bro, but not a Vegas bro. Does that make sense? Yeah, you kind of seem like a Portland bro. I mean, you've got this rainbow hair and no. you, you know, you deal with all the Portland things. No, I meant um, like in the sense of like, I'm a bro to them. But if I went back to Vegas, I'm not a bro at all. That's oh, what see, I mean. like, 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 so my buddy Jesse and I, we, we ended up going to, uh, to Hawaii about 10 years ago, 12 years ago, somewhere in there. And he's, you know, he's a bigger Mexican dude. I mean, I'm a bigger white dude. He's a bigger Mexican dude. And we were walking down the street and, uh, the locals there kept calling him cuz, you know, cause he's, he's got the, the, the pigment, you know, right. that, that the local uh, Samoans and the local Hawaiians have. And uh, so they were calling him cuz the whole time. And I'm like, man, why are they calling him cuz? And they're calling me Howley. Like, this is a bad thing. You know what I mean? But um, but it turned out, you know, he looked more Pacific Islander than I did. And so we, we ended up getting, you know, a, a yeah, lot boy, of you, conversations you, in, a, you a dumb in the taxi Howley. cab and stuff. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no kidding. So I have to tell you, man. Um, okay, so Father's Day is coming up. We just passed Mother's Day. Mm-hmm. And what do all fathers get? Or at least what do the majority of fathers get, right? We get we get new socks. Socks. Right? Maybe a tool. Because we all we all have holes or we all have holes in our socks. Tools, like you said. Yeah, we get the tools. Uh but man, I got a new pair of chonies today. I actually I got them in the mail actually a couple days ago. And uh tell That's me something. underwear, right? Oh yeah. <laughs> I didn't oh, grow yeah. up calling them chonies. Oh, 
Oh, <laughs> dude, they're manchones, okay? They're dantanas, right? And so here's the thing. So they're full-on boxer briefs. So when I say dantanas, I'm not saying that, you know, my big ass is wearing a thong or anything. What I am saying, however, is my, uh, my new pair of, pair of chonies here, buddy, like, tell me something. From a, from a clothes aspect, right? Not not from a physical feeling or anything, but from a clothes aspect, what's better than the first fart in a new pair of underwear? Um, the fresh out of the shower feeling for the front region in the new underwear. Well, okay. I, yeah. I, I'm not breaking it in like you. I, I think we're different people, viewers. <laughs> I really do. I already don't like underwear. I mean, if I didn't have to, I wouldn't wear them. I'm not trying to get deep, but it's just not. They're not. I don't know. I'm, I don't get excited for that. I get I get more excited for socks, I guess. I, I'm I mean, a sock guy nice. compared to underwear. What kind of socks you wear? Um, Honestly, I wear 5'11 Tactical. My brother turned me on to them. <laughs> and okay. they're... Like, they're very, like, you know, like, I got the American flag. They have all the designs on them and everything, but they're comfy right. as hell. They got the cushioning in the in the sole and the, the toes everywhere. They feel really do you good. Go with, do you go with the no-show socks or the ankle socks? I go both. What do you get? Depends. Okay, so that's what you do. So you, you don't, like, you remember when we were growing up, we, we always had, like, the mid-calf socks, whatever yeah, those the are high, called? Yeah, the high, the high-calf socks. And then, yeah. and then all of a sudden, high school, it changed where you had no socks. Like the we no-shows. actually had we actually had to like roll our socks down down so they didn't show. You remember and that you would have you have your socks balled up in your feet. Oh, uh, it's terrible. That. No, um, the funny thing is, is when I wear shorts, I wear no shows, right? Okay, yeah. When yeah. I'm golfing, but then when I'm like in public, when I'm not golfing, I wear show socks. <laughs> okay, I mean that's fair. But I I typically wear no show socks anyway, just because it's it kind of goes with everything. I wear jeans to work every day, so it's not really a big deal. Whatever kind of socks that I wear, but um, you know, and also I don't have to buy multiple pairs of socks, so that's kind of nice. But I'm really happy we're no longer in the '90s where we have you know the world's greatest socks, the world's largest socks here. Um, that's all the way up to our knees. That was uncomfortable. But there's a lot of things about the 90s that I really like. Like, there were a lot of babes in the 90s, dude. Who was, who was the hottest woman in the 90s for you? Um, Pamela Anderson, for me. Okay. I, I think Here's the thing. There's levels of that, right? So, Pamela Anderson was like the dream. Like, you went, remember when we'd go to the fair, the Harvest Festival in Pahrump, and you'd throw, you know, you had a few games that you'd always go play. You'd try to win a hat. You'd try to win a stuffed animal. But everybody, all the guys were over at, like, the posters where you threw darts and you'd win the hot chick poster to hang on your wall or the, right. or the Ferrari. I wasn't a car right. guy. I always went for the hot chicks. Uh, and Pam Anderson was one of them. Um, and, uh, you know, like we've always said, I, I have the argument of two. And, you know, it came down to Carmen Electra or her in those 90s, and I always went for Pam Anderson. Um, but if it was, like, my boyhood, like, crush... It was uh, Tiffany Amber Thiessen from Saved by the Bell. Oh yeah, yeah, Kelly or, Kapowski uh, or Topanga. I was a See, huge. Tip, yeah, I am a huge Topanga fan. Topanga from Boy Meets World was always had my heart. Uh, the Pink Ranger was one of my first crushes. I'll tell you that much. I mean, I think the the Power Rangers were kind of a thing when we were in middle school, early middle school, somewhere in there. And uh, the Pink Ranger was was where it was at for me. So I'm gonna I'm gonna throw a little game at you here. You ready for this? Okay, I'm I'm down for a game. 
All right. So, you know, we don't really like to inflict violence upon anybody. And while we have misogynistic tendencies, we do like to respect women, right? Fair enough. Oh, yeah. I think we do respect women. Yes. We're, we're men. So we have, we, 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 we get, uh, you know, parlayed with that. So. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So, th- so there's, there's an atrocious game called, you know, fuck, Mary kill. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and while I don't want to do that because it, it has kind of a negative connotation on the activity here, the one thing that I do want to offer is a similar game to this, okay? okay? But one of them's called One Night Stand, okay? Baby Mama or Ex-Wife. All right? You good for this? Ex-Wife or Wife Up? Ex-Wife. Ex-Wife. So, 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 okay. so, so you married, married her. Or... Yeah. So You're all these in badly. Alimony. All these yeah, in oh, badly dude, all you. of them in badly. Okay, there, okay. There's no happy ending here. Okay. There's no happy ending. This was the 90s, dude. When was there a happy ending? So, <sighs> yeah. so okay. So I'm going to throw some names at you of some 90s babes. And some 90s actresses, some famous people, okay? Okay. And you're going to have to tell me which one is your one-night stand. My baby mama or my ex-wife? is your baby mama and which one's your ex-wife, okay? I'm up to speed. Let's do this. All right, man. So first set, I'm going to throw your your crush at you. I'm going to go Pamela Anderson. Okay. Okay. I'm going to go Sarah Jessica Parker. Oh. And Demi (laughs) Moore. Oh, God. Ice (laughs) trolls in there. Uh-huh. I am not a. Oh, okay, so ex-wife is gonna be. Um, I'm gonna say Sarah Jessica Parker's ex-wife. Okay, what's your um, justification for that? Um, got married, realized it was probably in Vegas, and I was hammered, <laughs> and <laughs> totally regretted it and wanted to get the hell out of there. One okay. night, one night stands. Pam Anderson. I can make a video like Tommy Lee. Hopefully, get famous, make money, and I, I think she'd be good for one. And then I don't need to deal with the rest of that whole situation. Um, and so, and ex wife's gonna be Demi Moore. Uh, and, and I w- so why? Or, I mean, why no, Demi Moore? Ba- baby mom is Demi Moore because she already has kids that are all good looking, and I'm not gonna try to step on Bruce Willis's toes. <laughs> 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 I mean, Ashton Kutcher already did that. I'm sure he got punked. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I agree with you there. I agree okay. with you there. Okay, I, I'll, right. I'll, I'll play this game. All right, so I, I, okay. I'll get three for you. Um, all right, big in the 90s, I'd say Meg Ryan. Okay. Winona Ryder. Oh, okay. And uh, Bette Midler. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I'm a big Bette Midler fan, though. I got a story about oh, her after you finish this. Oh, man. You had to throw Bette in there? Dude, Bette Midler's awesome. Don't, don't hate oh. on her, dude. She's the wind beneath okay. your wings. All right. So I'm going to say ex-wife is Bette Midler. Why? And, uh, and my justification is I married, I married her when she was young. Okay. What, what were uh, you, like five? <laughs> I, I mean, we're not going to talk about that. I know. For I, the know pure I got reason you. I got of, you. Of, yeah. you know, we don't want to accuse anybody of any crimes here. Okay. okay. But um, Bette Midler serenaded me, and I, and I married her and then realized I could do better. So that's going to be my You just got money ex-wife. and ran. Just be honest. You yeah. You chonies yeah. and got out of there. Absolutely. Uh, Winona Ryder's definitely going to be the one-night stand. What? Um, she, oh, that's disgusting. Oh, yeah. That's no, disgusting. she seems she seems like she's freaky in ways that that people should be freaky. So I'm 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 yeah, like not shaving right her pits. I, Chewbacca okay, but arm, we, <laughs> but <laughs> she would probably give a damn good haircut. So I, uh, you know, okay, okay, okay. Well, so, I don't care. It's and, your list. <laughs> and you know, she's a thief, so she would steal my heart after the one night anyway. So that's there we go. the lamest thing you've ever said on this show. Okay, uh, you that know is what? So but, lame. The, but this show's still pretty new, so I mean, I don't I care. You've already that. set the bar high. I don't think I'm ever going to top that one. <laughs> <laughs> Winona Ryder's a thief, and she stole my heart. 
And why are and you so, why are you baby mama in uh, Meg Ryan? Have you seen When Harry Met Sally? She can fake yeah. or she could fake orgasm for me anytime. And there's a good chance that it's just gonna happen. So totally fine with Meg Ryan. Okay. Totally fine. Right. And actually, I think one of Meg Ryan's best uh, best, she had the best introduction to Hollywood, and and I thought that she was very attractive in Top Gun as Goose's wife. Oh so. yeah, yeah, that's one I always forget. Uh, she's, I mean, yep. she's in that, but my problem with her was she looked like a Muppet and always had the same haircut. Well, yeah, <laughs> her and Reba McIntyre are Muppet women to me. Like, I, <laughs> I like them both. Don't get me wrong. It's just they, that smile is so big, and it's just they 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 appear like a Muppet. Right. Okay, man. I'm gonna throw another one at you. You ready? Okay. Yeah. I'm going to go Kim Basinger, 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 whatever her name is. Yeah. Okay. Michelle Pfeiffer. Ugh. And Whoopi Goldberg. (laughs) Oh, I'm wife and Whoopi. (laughs) I'm so wife in that that, uh, no eyebrow girl. Dude, because she'd make me laugh. I would have a freaking (laughs) black. All right. Here's the thing you're supposed to marry your best friend, right? Right. So, like, I'm wifing her because I'm going to have a blast. And I bet I bet she's good in the sack. I really do. I really think, you know, she, I mean, she's the most controversial on The View. And controversial sure. women usually got it going on, okay? I mean, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. No, I mean, and here's the, the thing. Like, like I, I realize that this is going to be just an audio track that comes out on YouTube initially. Mm-hmm. But, hey, guys, if, if you want to if you want to go look up Jake Madosic at Jake <laughs> Madosic 31 you're going to see he actually does look a lot like Ted Danson. So this makes a lot of sense. Yeah, and I mean my, my my main thing is is also she's like a she's like a middle class Oprah. I'll get a good chunk of change out of it. <laughs> I mean, you know, I mean, I wish she put Oprah on the list because yeah, I'm definitely wiping up Oprah. That's the dream, right? Oh um, man. Oh, so okay, so it was Kim Basinger and uh, who Michelle was Pfeiffer. Oh god, I hate, I'm not a Michelle Pfeiffer fan. There's no, and oh I, I, really no, and every guy's always said you know Scarface and Catwoman and all that, and nothing about her is attractive to me. Grease too, bro. Grease think, too. Okay, yeah. Okay, yeah, I'll get you that one. But see, that's not the memories I had of her. We're talking '90s when I saw her. Dangerous where... Minds. No, not still not. She really. She's the epitome of what uh, coke addict, um, coke addict uh, Wall Street guys were looking for in the '80s: flat butt, top heavy, <laughs> skinny blondes that like you know barely ate. I like. So I'm a was, chef. I like a healthy looking woman. So she was a pirate's worst nightmare. Is what you're saying? She's she was my a sunken um, chest and no booty. She's my, it's a hard pick because I, I want to say baby mama. Cause all I want to do is just get out of there and, and just fight with her in court. <laughs> okay. Um, but I'm going to say one night stand just so I could try to forget. Like it'd be one of those where I woke up and going, that was a mistake. So and you're Kim, baby mama, Kim Basinger. Yeah. I'll, I'll baby mama that. <laughs> wow. I'll baby mama. I, I had another one as you were talking and I'm going to change my list because I had whoopee on it. And, uh, I know we don't both don't need to go down that. Um, and I had another one with Michelle Pfeiffer, so I'm gonna go. Um, I'm gonna be pretty nice to you, Helen Bonham Carter. Okay. Emma Thompson. Ooh. And Drew Barrymore. Okay, so all right, baby mama is Drew Barrymore, and here's my justification. I think Drew Barrymore is is just like your Whoopi. She's hilarious. I think she's fun to be around. I like almost everything that she's in. Um, and so as a baby mama, I'm stuck with her for at least 18 years, and I'm just hoping for laughs. All right? Okay. So so Drew Barrymore is definitely my baby mama. 
Oh man, Emma Thompson is going to be my my uh, one night stand. Oh. I just already know it. No, I think that she's going to be my ex. Why? I I really do. Um, how do I how do I put this to you? So <laughs> I don't know. I hope I hope articulately entertaining. <laughs> so Emma Thompson. So I I bet my, the so problem is here. Like, you're hard picturing her. Well, no, because I'm thinking like Nanny McPhee, okay, with the big old nose. That right. that's that's Emma Thompson that I'm thinking about here. And I think from from an ex-wife perspective, she's obviously good with kids, right? Yeah. For Nanny McPhee, she's creative. I don't think that there's going to be many fights, so I'm gonna so I'm gonna ex-wife her, and then I'm gonna one night stand Helena Bottom Bottom Carter. Helena and Bonham the Carter. reason why Bonham Carter, yeah, the reason why is because every movie she's in, she's crazy, and I like that. I like that I too. I, I would agree with you on that one. I mean, just the scene in her in Fight Club just makes me laugh oh, yeah. every time. Oh, I yeah. haven't been fucked like that since grade school. <laughs> I, I, it's one of my favorite lines. That's one of my favorite movies. It's one of my favorite lines from a movie. Um, and every everything she's in, I like. I know she's married to um, Tim Burton, which yeah. you know, really makes sense when you think about it. Oh, yeah. But oh, yeah. just, I don't know. She's that she's that crazy one that you know you could have fun with at 2 in the morning or you know midday or whatever. And I'm not just talking like you know the whole one-night stand bed thing. It's right. just like you know in a diner. Like that's somebody you meet, you have a crazy right. blast with, and you're like, okay, that's going to happen. That's somebody who you share a beer with, and you're like, I'm fascinated by your stories. You know, like yeah, I so let me more. let me let me take more. my chonies off and be done with you. Yeah, you're right, Brian. <laughs> that's exactly where you went with. That. That's it. That's it. So let me throw one last one at you. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. So I apologize for this one up front. No, I don't. You deserve it. Sandra Bullock. Oh, I love her. Kathy Bates. And Rosie O'Donnell. Oh, dude. <laughs> you know what? I'm one night standing, Rosie. <laughs> justify it reason. justify I good, it i have a good reason i need to know <laughs> i have to know and you know I, i'm thinking of like the 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 um what's that movie with her madonna a league of their own oh yeah 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 where she holds yeah, the bat she, i just I, I would i would actually ask her to role play too i'd be like hey can you go put on a rockford peaches uh uniform <laughs> And spit bubble gum at me and be like, yes. don't start, don't yes. start with me. And I'd be like, yeah, I'm, I'm down for this. And you know, I gotta check it out. Like that's that's one of those things. Like you know, like a test drive of a car. Like you just gotta do it once. You know what I mean? Like I'm gonna test drive a Tesla truck. I'm interested in that truck. She's I love the, your justification. She's there, man. the Tesla truck of a one night stand. Okay, we all we all think it's ugly. We all are very scared of it. We know it's robust. But it all has, but it but has bulletproof windows, bro. You need to know. <laughs> Um, I don't even remember the other two on the list. <laughs> oh, ex, uh, ex or wife is a Sandra Bullock, of course. Uh, biggest crush. I, I I regret not saying. And the funny thing is, the crush I have on her is from a movie that not a lot of people are a fan of. Or and we all know I don't like amazing movies. Um, the Net. I don't know if you ever saw that with Sandra Bullock. I, I I watched it when it first came out, and to be honest with you, I I tried to uh, to watch it like two months ago. Oh, it's, it does and, not age at all. Oh no, no, no! That one hasn't aged well at all. It's it sucks. The movie's no, I, horrible. I, I mean, but it's one of those. It's a guilty pleasure, old school movie for me. You know what I mean? Like the difference right. of that, and I'm gonna, I'm not gonna try to go into a movie thing too deep, but like the movie Hackers, right? <clears throat> About computers mm -hmm. didn't really age mm -hmm. well, but it's still good. Right. The movie The Net didn't age well, and it's not good. 
right. mean, no, um, not at all. no, but her, yeah, definitely. Everything she's in, she just seems like a wonderful person. Um, if she became my ex-wife, it's because I did something stupid, not because of her. Okay. And fair who enough. was who was the other one? So you're gonna baby mama Kathy Bates, bro. Oh yeah, that's fine. I'm down with that. <laughs> I'll do that. I, I mean, mean, I'm already... I, look, and here's is, is why. There, no, wait, here's hold why. on. Is there, I, is there a rationale aside from, you know, process of elimination here? No, or, there's or no rationale. Oh, there's two... Okay. There's, I guess there's a process of elimination, but the other thing is I'm one night standing Rosie O'Donnell. I don't think I need a reason, Brian. Okay, dude? If you, <laughs> You've got to recover, bro. You You've got to recover. You've got to recover to Kathy Bates. <laughs> yeah. I mean, what do you say to that? If somebody, if, if you're sitting there at a drinking game with your bros and the first thing they say is, oh, yeah, I'm so go, going home with Rosie O'Donnell, they're like, this game's over. We don't even need to ask him any more oh, questions. He's, he's batshit crazy. He's just as crazy oh, as Ellen Boehm Carter. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. I don't know. Okay, <laughs> oh, I'm done with this game. Uh, let's speak of something new going on. Did All you right, catch man. the Venom 2 trailer? Oh, yeah. Does it bear shit in the woods and wipe its ass with a furry white rabbit? Of course I checked it. What'd you think? I'm still stuck on your bear shit in the woods thing. Um, um, I'm, I'm concerned. Okay, I, so first off, before we get into the Venom 2 trailer, so that way we can set precedent here. Okay. What did you think of Venom? I didn't like it. I thought, okay, I think... And Venom's your favorite your Venom's favorite my favorite character of all time, okay? Right. Venom's my favorite character of all time. I love every, you know, all the comics, everything. Uh, my favorite series of comics ever is Separation Anxiety and Maximum Carnage. Okay. Um, I loved... I The only thing I... Venom, they finally got the CGI right. I think it was the perfect time to make that movie. It, okay. it saddens me that Sony has it, and with it, with the way they're doing the deals, I mean, may, it, I hope they connect the universes with a lot of Easter eggs that came in the Venom Two trailer. Uh, that gets me excited. Okay, but I think um, Tom Hardy was the worst pick for Eddie Brock. Not that he's a terrible actor. I think Tom Hardy is amazing actor. Okay, I loved him as Bane. I think every, every movie he's in, I like, and I, I like the quirkiness and what he does. But that's not Eddie Brock. That's the difference. I yeah I picked that up too. It's from, just too from goofy. The Venom. Like you know when it, he's in a, the it's lobster a little campy. Tank, yeah, it's it's yeah, a little over it's the a top. Little campy. Yeah, you know I understand in the comics. You know Venom talks to him and they're supposed to have some banter back and forth. But Eddie and it, it's just like when they casted um whoever it was from that '70s show as Eddie Brock in the first oh. uh, Spider-Man three. Um, yeah. You know, you remember me? I was on the internet trolling that because I said Eddie Brock's a steroid-using big beefcake meathead mm-hmm. that goes to a five-finger death punch show and punches his girlfriend in the face, and then they're later that night in love, and she's beating mm-hmm. up the cops with him. That's that's Eddie Brock, okay? Right. Not right. a goofy guy who can't get it all together. And I mean, I, I understand it's also part of bad writing and the story. Yeah. It, it was. It, it reminded me of like. The movies that you like to hate on, like Kong vs. Godzilla, I went because Venom was in it, and I enjoyed some of the fight scenes because Venom was in it. But other than that, the right. rest of the movie was was garbage. It was terrible. Okay, it's it's, so, it's one of those. I so, don't understand why I watch it over and over, but I do. We've got your precedent there, and and I'll and I'll circle back to to Venom here in a little bit. But but I want to get your take. I'm going to ask you a couple questions on Venom. That's fine. And 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 I just kind of want to get your opinion. And then, you know, we'll, we'll have a little bit of dialogue. We'll, we'll have a little bit of dialogue about it. But what did you like about the trailer? Um, that they cut Cletus Cassidy's hair. Yeah. <laughs> they trimmed the wig. Um, I liked a lot of the Easter eggs of, like, um, 
you know, me and you are like that where I like to dig deep. And I also, you know, will go on and watch YouTube shows that, that also mm-hmm. pointed out. But I try to find as much as I can on my own. Um, I did like that the Daily Bugle symbol was the same one from the Sam Raimi Spider-Man right. universe, which means yeah. also if it's connected to the Morbius movie and Spider-Man's posters in that with murder written on it, we got to be connecting it somehow, especially if No Way Home's going to be connecting it. Right. Um, well, but is that, it so? But is it connected to Peter Parker? It's number connected one, to Peter and, Parker. And, and yeah. which Peter Parker is it connected to? It's going to be Sam Raimi's Peter Parker. You think it's Toby? I think it's Toby. I think it's when Toby's older, he moves across the East Coast, and you know they're they're gonna they're gonna come up with how a do you few... how do you justify that compared to Spider Man Three? That Spider Man Three think of that question. That's Spider Man Three question. had had whoever the actor that played Eric on that '70s show, whatever that goofy guy's name is. Um, he was he was Venom, right? Right, and so so because like you, Recast I it. also like <laughs> it's recasting. Well, yeah, I mean, it, it went from Terrence Howard to the to the new guy, right? Right. So, no, I'm totally fine if they wanted to recast, but you're you're reintroducing a character that's already been introduced, I guess. Um, and the other thing is, is that if you go back to Venom, because I I like the fact that they had the Daily Bugle logo, but when in Venom, when Eddie Brock's talking with his girlfriend, she says that he was fired by the Daily Globe, out of New York. And that's good, what made him come to. I did, you know, you're digging deeper than I did, and I, I did not think of that. So I guess, I guess, I want it to be connected to, uh, who, who, um, what's his name? Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man. Right. Somewhat right. ties in to the next, and maybe, maybe they're just doing that thing. Andy Serkis is doing that thing where they're just throwing in that logo just for like, you know, how sometimes movies just do that. But why put right. it in a trailer then, and why make a point about it? So that'll sure. be that'll be interesting to see. Um, I liked how Carnage looked. I think it's going to match up. Well. I like that he has the weapons. I love the writing on the wall from Cletus. Oh yeah, that was pretty legit. And yeah. I think they've already given away how he's going to become Carnage. I mean, I think it's going to match up closer to the comics. I mean, the only difference was Eddie Brock was in jail, and you know how Carnage is born. It's an egg mm-hmm. that comes out, and then all that. I think when he's writing the letters. Um, and his blood's on it somehow going to fuse, and then he goes back, and then instead of getting lethal injection, he's going to turn into carnage, which will be great. Um, I just and don't I, know and if I'm totally gonna... okay with that origin story of of um, of carnage. I, I think that you know, with with the way that they handled Venom in the first movie, where you know Eddie Brock's obviously not in jail, he's not next to Cletus Cassidy. They don't have that relationship. He's a journalist. He's an interviewing Cletus Cassidy supposedly in this movie. Um, I think that that's probably the next best way to be able to create carnage in this movie. Um, but does the fanboy in you kind of wish that they would have kept true to the comics? No, no, because here's the thing. I think they're doing too many comics. I think they're actually going to tie in some of the absolute carnage, maximum carnage, separation, anxiety. And the reason is because they had a chance to do that with the first film. When the trailer first came out for that, and we saw all the characters and the other symbiotes that were probably going to be in it, we're like, okay, this is separation anxiety. It's going to be great. They're going to have Shriek. They're going to have Toxin. You're going to have everybody, right? And then we saw almost none of that. And right. so the reason I don't want them to keep it true to the comic, because then I would go into it with an expectation that it needs to have this, this, and this, and then I get more pissed off. Like, I was one of those people when Spider-Man first came out, the original with Tobey Maguire, um, I was mad that the Green Goblin suit was the way it was, and it wasn't fused right. to him, you know, like the comic book. Yeah. Um, and then I got over that because now looking back at it, I'm like, wow, it's actually really cool and it's really good. 
Um, and so sometimes, you know, you have to take that step back. And I think I might feel that way. <clears throat> I feel that way a lot more often with comic book movies because how they make it more realistic and stuff. Like Kill- Killmonger, for example, was um, in the movies, was he his cousin? Yeah, he was his cousin. Right. And he's not. And you know what I mean? That I don't care. Mm-hmm. Like those little minor details can be gone and that's fine. Um, so I don't need it to be exactly like it because you, you, you get a slippery slope when you try to do that because then you have to keep true the whole rest of it. Because then then you got fanboys that are pissed off going, well, yeah, they had the origin and then what happened? Then it all went to crap and they could have just kept on with that story. So right. I think they're smart not to totally do it like that. But also <clears throat> they've already laid their bed and they got to try to write around it. And I, right. that's the problem I'm having with Sony more than anything. It's almost like DCEU where... You know, I was actually arguing with somebody this morning about it where they were talking to me like, you know, they totally screwed up the whole universe. And how do you backtrack that? And just like you're saying, like, I'm excited about the Daily Bugle thing. Then you pointed that factor. And I'm like, oh, crap. Yeah, that's right. We got a really he worked for the globe. And how do you bring in this guy? We already had a right. Eddie Brock. How so, do you so justify here's, all this? Right. So here's a couple questions I have, because I think that I think that you can justify it. But I think it's going to have to be a broader um, storyline than okay. just Venom 2. Okay, so a couple things that I saw on it. So obviously we talked about the Daily Bugle, right? In the first movie, okay, when the, the astronauts, when they when they crashed, mm-hmm. did, did you catch what one of the astronauts' names was that died? Uh, was his last name Jameson? It was. It was yeah, J. Jonah Jameson third, which would make it J. Jonah Jameson's son. Right, right, which is like, yeah, like in, in the comics, yeah. <clears throat> right, so my, so my question is, my question with this, because we know that this, that this movie is also crossing over with Morbius, right? And in right. Morbius, you had the murderer graffiti over Spider-Man's um, outfit, and it was the Spider-Man from the Sam Raimi comics. So I was all, I'm, I'm good with you there that, that you have the Toby, basically, right? But then in the Morbius comic, you also had Vulture, Michael Keaton's Vulture, who crossed with Tom Holland, right? right. So now you, and, and then you're hearing about Spider-Man no way home and it's supposed to have dr octopus uh from spider-man 2 the toby movie jamie fox's electro electro from the andrew garfield movie right and then you're also having um i would assume you're going to have some other characters from um from the newer spider-man films so here's what i know i know that dr strange is the mentor if you will in no way home so we had um, Tony Stark yeah, in Spider-Man. Yeah, goatees. Right. <laughs> Sorry. <but yeah. laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. We go, we go, we go um, goatee, eye patch, goatee. Okay. So goatee with Tony Stark and Spider-Man Homecoming. Then you have um, um, Nick Fury in Spider-Man 2. Right. Now you have Doctor Strange in Spider-Man 3 in the, in the new movies. So my question is, and this is where it gets broader, and this is where I kind of want to intrigue you a little bit. Is it possible that in WandaVision, that Wanda created a wrinkle in the, in the multiverse that has opened the doors for all of these universes to be able to join together where these, these characters are now crossing over? And if so, is it possible that in the Venom 2 and Venom movies that it's not even a Peter Parker that's the Spider-Man there. That it could be a Miles Morales, or it could be a Gwen Stacy as Spider-Man in those movies. And if I'm right, if if that theory is right, and I'm not saying I believe that theory, but if that theory is right, how do you feel about that? 
I, I don't mind that. My problem is, is how do you now? Now you're convoluting. So, all right, you're leaving it in the hands of Sony, <laughs> where you're tr- you're expecting them to be able to explain all that. And I know they're in association right. with Marvel, but right. look, look at how many characters we thought we were going to get in Venom, and look what happened. Sure. And sure. so, well, I mean, I'm already scared because we got Toxin and we have Carnage, and we were already worried about how it was just going to be with wig wearing Cletus, right? And you know what I mean? So how do you, I like where you're going and I'd be happy with that. Um, I just don't see him pulling it off because I think then, okay, that's way too much uh, for them to try to do. And maybe they keep pushing this back because, you know, all these films, I know we got pushed back because of COVID and stuff too, but they're really, this might be a good thing where they're really working these little kinks out and And it gives them a chance to do more. I would be good with it. Um, because who's the lady that was in charge of Sony for a long time? What, I don't remember her do, name, but I've seen her when she's in the okay. interview with Kevin Feige talking about a sandwich or something. Right. And and in that, I think it was in that same interview, she was talking about that Spidey will cross over with Venom uh, uh, eventually. Yeah. And she she never mentioned Tom Holland. She said Spidey. And so I think there's a, there's a few things here. You mentioned Toxin. Obviously, the detective, I think he's a detective, Mulligan, in the Venom 2 trailer. Um, that looks like it's that looks like he's actually going to be Toxin, and Toxin's pretty badass in the comics, if I remember right. And you would probably know more about this than I would, if I remember right. Didn't Carnage and Venom actually have to team up against Toxin because Toxin was that powerful? If you're a woman over forty dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And MIDI can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Um, yes, because what happened, okay, so how, how it basically breaks down and I, you know, and I'm not trying to give you a lesson on this, but you know, is no, I'm definitely um, fill me in. Venom's I'm not, the, I'm not Venom's the parent of, of carnage. Right. And right. so the whole goal of symbiotes is they're, they're meant to be stronger than their parent. Right. Right. So what happens is, is venom comes out and carnage, carnage gets created and he's like, oh crap. And it, it, it's like that alpha thing where they only want one of them around. So, right. you know, during separation anxiety and during maximum carnage, he goes up to Spider-Man and Venom and Spider-Man team up and they try to defeat carnage. Well, then Toxin sure. comes out and that's when carnage finally goes, oh crap, there's one worse than me. We need to go 
fix, you know, we need to go beat him up. So yeah, him and Venom sort of come together. I, right. And I, you know, and then they, they go after him. my, my main, that's I, what that brings up another point though, of what I don't like about this Venom series is I don't mind that, you know, cause he is an anti-hero in the comics. Right. But if we're going to go with origin stories and stuff, he wasn't. <laughs> No, that's, he wasn't. That's my yeah. issue is that they right. have already painted a picture in the first one. And I understand because he wasn't connected to Spider-Man and all that stuff. And he hasn't had his white spider yet. So, you know, you can mm-hmm. you can kill me for that because he hasn't had that. So technically he's not totally the same character. Right. But he was a villain. And so you've already skipped that path and you almost have an Agent Venom sort of thing where Agent Venom's in San Francisco and, you know, he's he's totally different. Um, he's an anti-hero and Venom, Venom becomes that later in the comics. But if we're going to do an origin story, you know, we need to explain that. Cause what is he still? We don't, you know what I mean? He's pretty much a hero. It's, it's not which explained. really bothers me. Yeah. And, and the thing is, is that Eddie Brock in the, in the movies is a good guy. You know, you, you, he's the protagonist. You, um, you relate to him. You like his story. You like his personality. You feel bad for him when he loses his job and he's going through all these sort of things. So, I, I get where you're going with that because I, because I, that's where I struggled with Venom. I thought that Venom standalone was an okay movie. I thought it was, um, you know, like the very first X-Men movie that I saw. Um, I thought it was okay. I, I thought, okay, well, you, you've got some potential here to work with. I didn't, you know, I'm, I'm a traditionalist when it comes to, to, to comics. I really like for them to rely on the comics as their source material. And I felt that not having Spider-Man being able to go into outer space like they could have i think um relied upon avengers infinity war where where peter comes into space and all of a sudden marvel makes his suit black and then he comes back to earth and disappears or he does whatever and then that's where that comes from even though they're not tied together that that's where that could have explained the symbiote and that's where i wanted that in venom and i didn't get that like you i thought the cgi was really good I thought that Venom was actually really good in his fight scenes. I, I'm not a big fan of Tom Hardy doing the Batman voice, though. His version of the Batman voice, the Christian Bale Batman voice for Venom. Right. I would have much rather preferred, um, and and not to be like the I am Groot here, but if you're going to kind of do that with a, with, a, with a character, I wouldn't mind a voice actor of Vin Diesel or somebody else who could have come in and voiced it. Obviously, maybe not Vin Diesel because of Groot, but you get what I'm saying. A second. Well, I would have liked him, um, and I can't that. remember. I can't remember his name. Not trying to interrupt you, but he's a black guy, and he was in. Um, he's in a lot of movies. He's got a little bit of gap in his front tooth. Uh, he's in a ton of movies, and his voice is it Vin? Not Vin Rames, but um, I'm gonna look him up. But his voice. Michael Clark been, Duncan. No, it's not that deep. Um. Let me find this guy real quick while I'm while I'm, while I'm making that point. Um, he his voice, I think. Would, I I don't think Venom needed to have like a. I think it just needed no. to be a guy with like a cool, good voice to to yeah. just to just make it happen. You know what I mean? To do it because it it's sort of like what we get mad about with uh, as you're saying the Batman film, right? Yeah. Um, that it's too much, but too much of a trying. It, it was, it was overdone, and and I think you and I've, you know, I've, not that we need to go to DC right now, but Ben Affleck's Batman, obviously, it was distorted a little bit, mm-hmm. and it was done that way with a voice changer. I think they could have done something similar to that Keith with David. a Christian Bale. Who? Keith David. What movie has he been in? Uh, look up um, uh, Barbershop's one where he was, he was the guy trying to buy the barbershop from Ice Cube. 
Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, okay. yeah, no, yeah, no, he would be really good as a voice actor for for Venom. And again, you don't need the deep, raspy monster voice, right? We we don't. I don't know why Hollywood thinks that we need that. Um, If I have a hard time hearing the character try to speak, that that's kind of hard for me. And and I feel like with Venom, it's it's more of a, a deep mumble. And I so what, and I just don't appreciate that. Well, I was going to ask you this. To me, it sounds different too. In this trailer. Um, to be honest with you, I'd probably have to watch the first one and 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 then compare it to the trailer just to see because it still kind of had that deep mumble, raspy mumble voice that that I just didn't like. It it wasn't it wasn't something that appealed to me. And and candidly, you know, if they even just wanted to do like a voice distorter with um with uh, Tom Hardy and then do it that way as opposed to him just going like this. Like maybe that would work out a little bit better for me. Kind of like how they did with, um, with Benedict Cumberbatch in, in Dr. Strange when we went, he went to Dormammu because Dormammu's voice was actually by Benedict Cumberbatch. So um, I would have been fine with something like that, but um, you know, it, 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 it boils down to it's Sony's, you know, and it's it's their prize right now. It's their money maker right now, aside from Spider Man. Um, but but I have a couple questions here for you as as we kind of close out the Venom the Venom stuff here. Um, so, do you anticipate that there's actually going to be a crossover with Morbius and Venom too? Yes. Like actual post credit scene or okay. or just very very subtle throw out, not actually saying they're in the movie together. But I think right. that'll happen. Um, I think it'll also have another character from that the, that shared universe to sort of cross over. Okay. Um, I have a question for you as as we're asking these. <clears throat> okay. Since we're talking about you know his voice and you know we recast that, um, and you I, I'll tell you my opinion because I've had a strong one. I know we've talked before about this. Do you like Woody Harrelson as Carnage? That was gonna be that was gonna be my next question to you. That was gonna be my next question to you. Um, I don't know. Like in at the in the in credits of Venom, I didn't like him. I, I didn't like him as 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 Carnage. And some of the uh, like behind the scenes stuff that's been leaked, um, I, I I think it's okay, especially now that they cut the hair. Um, I think that that works out better for me. Um, I mean, it's better than Carrot Top, right? Yeah. So, I, see, I love I love Woody Harrelson. He's one I of my favorite him. actors. I hate him for this part. I yeah. think he's a great actor. I think because he's going to do it Woody Harrelson style, right. all over the top. Right. Um, and I don't think it's, my my dream pick for this was Damian Lewis from Billions. Right. You and I've talked about this, Damian Lewis he's, from it's Billions. It's not just because the look. He's got the crazy eyebrows. He's got right. the he's got the smile. He's got, he's got the, the hair. Nature. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. and it's not. I'm not one of those people that just cast somebody because they look like it. Right. I think it helps. Right. Especially with comic book movies. I mean, we're not going down that '90s path where you just casted a guy because they look like that. Right. But he's also a really good actor. Right. And I think he well, could have and, pulled off the sadistic nature of this a little. And I, I haven't seen it yet, so I can't really. All we're going off of is the carrot top scene at the end of it and a little bit from a trailer. And it could be right. amazing. But I would recast that if you could. So that who would you cast instead of Woody Harrelson? Or is it the same pick? You and I have talked about Damian Lewis's Carnage for so long that I don't know that I can see anybody else being Carnage just because you and I have been talking about that for years, even prior to there being a, um, a Venom uh, movie announcement. Um, so I think Damian Lewis would be good. He's a serious actor. Um, I think he's, isn't he British uh, initially? Yes. 
Um, and so he does a great um, New York accent in Billions. Um, and if you haven't seen Billions, I'd recommend you watch Billions because he's, he's a phenomenal actor. But here's, here's the thing that I'll kind of question for you, too. If you think back to Spider-Man 2 with Andrew Garfield... They started to introduce, uh, I think it's the same one with Electro. They started to introduce the Sinister Six. And we had uh, Rhino. And Rhino was played by another actor from Billions, Paul Giamatti. What did you think of that casting? I thought it was good. I thought it was an interesting take. It was enjoyable to have it, you know, especially because the way they were going more technology and stuff. Like if they did it now, I'd want to see just for look and um, brute idiotness is Brock Lesnar. Oh, see, I yeah, just, that would, just yeah. Just because he would just look just like the comic, head. but just also, like, he doesn't need to have a lot of speaking lines. I mean, all right, when, you, when you're looking at uh, uh, Spider-Man's rogue gallery, let's say, right. and there's five villains in front of you, and let's say we got Doc Ock, Scorpion, uh, Mysterio, Rhino, and uh, let's just throw out Venom. Who do you want to hear talk the most? You know Rhino and Venom are the bottom two on your list. Yeah, I'd probably want to hear Doc Ock. Doc, Doc Ock's Ock, maniacal. Yeah. Right, but I mean, so, just in general, like you don't need to hear, what, what is right. Rhino going to say? I'm going to run through this wall. He's pretty much just right. going to be bossed around. Right. It's like Juggernaut. I'm Juggernaut, bitch. Like, yeah. like that's really all he needs to say. And actually, that's the only thing that Juggernaut has ever said that I truly appreciated, even even into Deadpool 2. But that's a, that's a topic for another story. Yeah. Um, so l- let's talk Sinister Six for a brief minute, and then we'll we'll get off of this topic. Um so here's here's the characters that have been announced for in the Spider-Man universe and or Venom universe, okay? Mm-hmm. The Rogues Gallery. Um we know that Jamie Foxx is going to reprise Electro, okay? Um I forget what the actor's first name is, but last name is Molina. He's going to be um Doc Ock again from the Toby universe, right? right? We've got Michael Keaton as Vulture. We've got the Scorpion character already, and that was in um in uh homecoming okay we've got miles morales's uncle i don't remember what his name is um but uh but he was he's in there prowler the prowler there you go yeah i don't think he'll be part of this i don't think he's going to be that i don't think he's going to be that 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 big of a character but now we're hearing whispers of the green goblin potentially coming into no, uh, no way home um we're also uh introducing vent or carnage into the venom universe and then um, we've also talked about, um, oh my gosh, what's his name? Starts with a K. Um, Craven the Hunter. Craven the Hunter. Okay. Now, Craven's not been introduced yet. Uh, Green Goblin's not been introduced yet. Who's your dream Sinister Six lineup based on all of those characters I just named? Doc Ock, Scorpion, uh, Mysterio, Jake Gyllenhaal, because I don't think he's dead. Oh, yeah, I forgot Mysterio. Yeah. I don't think he's dead. Um, Chameleon, if they could cast him correctly, if he would be a surprise character. If not, it's, you know, because that, that's a toss-up between him and Green Goblin, depending on who plays it and how they do it. You know Because right. I mean? if they reprise William Dafoe, of course I'm going to throw Green Goblin out there. William Dafoe was great. Right. Um, I'm not putting Carnage or Venom in that. I'd put Craven the Hunter, but I'm interested to see how that story is going to be and who's playing it. Oh, and um, also think, Morbius. That's another one that I forgot to announce. And Morbius is just not an in-depth character. And I, I'd rather see Morbius go over to Blade and make I would that too. connection just like you I know, would when too. Blade and Spider-Man connected rather than him being yeah. part of the Sinister Six. So what do I got? I got, we got Mysterio, Doc Ock, Scorpion, Green Goblin, let's say, um, Electro, and 
Honestly, the the shocker. The shocker. He was he was in it. Really? He was in yeah, it. Yeah, he was in it. But and that one surprises me. He because here's the thing, you gotta have a low level guy that you don't care about. Because we know right. this in movies, and I'll just or Vulture's there, but I think he's already been played, and I just think you know Michael Keaton's a little getting a little too old, and he's already a boss character, and we don't need another right. boss. Right. Um, the reason is because if you have too many characters, right, then you have to have too many story arcs, and if you throw a guy like the yeah. Shocker in, like they did in Homecoming, and he's there, and he just has a few cool fight scenes, that's all you care about. I mean, who's really interested in going in depth on the Shocker's character more? They're not. Who wants uh, to see nobody. him maybe fight? And get into that, and then you're like, okay, now I just need to focus on these four over here, and right. he's just going to get bossed around. We, they right. need a character like that. And I think that's sometimes what we miss is we just want all A-listers. You know, and I've, I've told you this before when we've talked movies. I don't need to have every actor, and I don't. I, I steer away from a lot of movies unless it's like Ocean's Eleven or something where there's too many stars in it. Because how do you right. focus? Right. Like so the I'll Expendables. Gi- I'll give you this. I'll give you this last one, and then we'll move, we'll totally be done. Who would you recast right now as Venom? As Venom? Yep. If you had a, if you had a chance to recast him, or if we, let's say we were starting over, or this sequel, they were going to go, hey, we're just going to do a new guy and move on from Tom Hardy. Who is a better actor to play him? Honestly, I I I'd probably want to go with somebody unheard of. Okay. And I hate and I hate to say that. Um, but like you, I don't think that A-list actors need to need to show up and everything. I mean, you look at like um, um, Captain Marvel and Brie Larson. Obviously, is is a well decorated actress, but she for the role for the role of of Captain Marvel was kind of an unknown. Or you look at um, Jason Momoa for Aquaman. I mean, Jason Momoa, people knew who he was, but he he wasn't really defined in the industry. Um, Chris Evans for uh, Captain America, same thing. I would much rather them them pull out a newer actor or actress um, in future storylines. So for Venom, I would want a newer um, actor. But since you're bringing it up, I mean, have you thought of somebody? Dominic Purcell. <laughs> and who is that? From Prison Break. Uh, he was in some of the CW Flash things, I guess. But um, And then he was Drake in Blade Trinity. Oh, um, okay, okay, okay. He's okay. got the look. He's got the attitude, the voice. Um, I think he'd be a good pick because okay. he's not a super high-level actor, but he's acted in in comic book movies already. Okay. Um, and the appeal, and like, like to me, when I see that type of character from Prison Break, he's more of a Brock. He's more of an Eddie Brock than Tom Hardy is. Tom well, Hardy I... could have been if he played like Bronson or somebody like that, but he didn't. Right. What I. What I really enjoyed about the Venom character is, and, and you know, when we were kids reading the Venom comics and 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 even in the vi- in, even in the video games that featured Venom, he loved to eat all kinds of weird shit, right? And even in the Venom movie, he was so hungry for human flesh, right? He just wanted to eat anything. And in the new Venom trailer, he's they even have a little pizza box that's put up there that you don't eat humans, yeah. right? So you're the chef. If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. 
Give me your venom spin on some food. What's some weird shit that you've eaten? Balut. <laughs> and what I actually like it. What the hell is balut? Balut is where you take a duck egg and it's halfway embryonized and you boil it and eat it like a hard boiled egg. That's so when disgusting. You, when you open it, there's feathers and part of a chick. and It's a delicacy oh. in other countries. I think it's delicious. They say it's an aphrodisiac, which I will tell you a rule as a chef. If they say it's an aphrodisiac, it's because nobody wants to eat it or they're trying right? to get you to eat it. Um, that That's one of the weirdest things I ate, which I actually enjoyed. I think weird food sometimes um, surprises you. There's a, there's a restaurant down here from one of my favorite chefs. His name's Chris Cosentino. Um, I just got his new vans, by the way, he came out with for the workforce. They're awesome. Uh, I have his cookbook, and he does a dish called pigskin pasta. <laughs> okay. With pig's blood bolognese. So he makes like a red bolognese sauce with pig's blood and meat, and then he takes the pigskin and slices it down into spaghetti noodles and renders it and cooks it. Really? And it's interesting. It's just different. Um, but when you see it, you're like, it doesn't, it doesn't look like spaghetti either. Really. You know, it's, it's, it's one of those dishes, you know, you're getting something weird. Um, I don't, I, there's a lot out there. Uh, I mean, I love sweetbreads. I'm a, I'm a guy I cooked a lot with awful and that's not a W F U L it's O F F A L. And what is and that? Awful cuts are like the ones that are discarded or left over. Okay. So like pig's ears and snouts or, you know, the pieces of meat that people don't usually want, uh, you make and, food out of. And so you've, you've <clears throat> eaten quite a bit of this. Yes. I like, uh, there's a restaurant downtown Portland at Lardo. They do uh, pig's ears. Uh, they fry them. And I mean, that's not the craziest weird things, but you know, it's still different for most people. Um, uh, one of my uh, personal story is, um, when I had a dinner event, I did, and I'll post a picture up later. to so the bleach bros, uh, site, I did a smoked pig's tails where we pulled them and put them into little arancini balls. Really? Um, yeah. And how much and meat is in a, is in a pig's tail? Not much. I had to have a lot of them, but the thing the, the nice thing about awful cuts and a lot of people are getting into it is it's cheap. So, oh, I, I mean, <clears throat> a lot of people don't want to buy pig's feet. But they're one you know, of the tastiest things on an animal. The craziest things that I've eaten are not even compared to the craziest things that you've eaten. So, I mean, I've gone to the you know Rocky Mountain Oyster Festivals. They've got one in Virginia City every year. Um, and then they've got, when I was bear hunting in Montana, uh, so here's a fun story for you. I was bear hunting in Montana. I think this was seventh grade year or sixth grade year or something like that. And um, I went up there with my stepdad, with his dad and his uncle, and we stayed right outside of this, uh, uh, right outside of Missoula, Montana, this little motel called Happy's. I don't even know if it exists anymore. Um, and ultimately, we drove up there. We were bear hunting. We didn't see anything uh, as far as bears go. I think we were there for about a week or five days or something like that. And okay. we didn't see any bears. Um, but day one, we, we ended up going to the grocery store. And I'm, I'm, you know, I'm sixth grade, seventh grade, whatever. I'm not really paying attention. Um, to what they're buying, but they're, you know, I saw spaghetti noodles and spaghetti sauce and, you know, right. all this sort of stuff. And I saw um, Alpo tuna cans or Alpo cat food cans, <laughs> oh, right? Boy. And I'm like, I, I, 
okay, well, I guess we need to buy it for one reason or another. I didn't really know what was going on. Hey, you're looking for bears. Maybe you're using it, right? Yeah, you know, I don't, I don't know. This was my first time bear hunting. I didn't know how to hunt a bear with, with maybe it is with Alpo. I don't know. Well, that night we had the most amazing spaghetti with meatballs, man. It was delicious. <laughs> you okay? ate cat food. Well, here's the thing, okay? <laughs> I didn't know I was eating cat food, but oh. apparently it, this is how you make meatballs in Montana, Okay, is is you make it with Alpo cat food, and as soon as I realized that, I started purring and licking myself, dude. It was crazy. I, I, I just didn't understand what was going on here. I'm gonna check to see if that's how chefs in Montana make meatballs. <laughs> well, these guys weren't chefs by trade, yeah, okay. but these were definitely how meatballs were done. But if, so fun, fun story. We come back. Uh, we're driving back through Montana. We're gonna hit Idaho and back down into Utah, right. and. Um, and we ended up going through Missoula, Montana, because initially we were camping or uh, or staying outside of Missoula, and so in Missoula, they actually have the annual testicle festival. Testicle fest. Testicle festival, and I and I got a T-shirt, okay, mm-hmm. and, and the T-shirt said I had a ball at the testicle festival, and so I proudly wore that my first day back to school. And you know what I had to do? Take I it had off. To turn turn that inside, shit out. inside out. Yeah, yep, that was I have, terrible. I have one like that with weird thing. There's a place in uh, Florida called Rotten Rouse. Okay. And the first time I had escargot, but it wasn't like traditional French escargot. They would pick the snails off the pier and then cook them and then put them in this thick cheese sauce. And so okay. we go to Rotten Rouse, and I'm in sixth grade, and I eat a bunch, and I look up at the T-shirt stand, and there's a picture or a shirt, and there's a picture of a girl snail like shell and it's upside down her head's poking out and then there's a boy snail shell and his snail shell is empty and then you see some little a little head poking out of the girl's shell at the bottom of it and all she says is where did you learn to eat escargot like that and i got that shirt and i got told to turn it inside out as well oh <laughs> but, um, man no i've eaten squirrel i've i'll eat anything once <clears throat> i'll try it um because i like i like tripe and all that but there's three things i want to eat that are weird Okay. That my wife will not let me. <laughs> okay. Um, and they're all... So when I first was going into culinary school, I'm French trained, but I, I thought I was going to be a fusion chef. And uh, I, I, I heavily relied on Asian influence due to a lot of people I lived with, roommates, friends. Sure. And I just like that style of food. Well, the first one is in Korea, uh, there's a contest that you have against an animal where you eat it alive. And it can okay. kill you. And it's an octopus. Oh, and so shit. you take a baby octopus and you usually wrap it on chopsticks and you dip it in some like soy sauce or something and you eat it, but you have to eat it fast enough because it can suck with its tentacles. It could close your esophagus and try to climb up. So do you actually like have to chew it or are yes. you just swallowing it whole? Oh, and so when man. you watch this, if you like look at this online or anything, you'll see it. Pe- the tentacles will be poking out of your mouth and like grabbing your face. And it's, yeah, you essentially, the only thing I think they do, I think they remove the beak so it can't bite you <laughs> and they're baby octopuses. But still, that's number one on my list. Is it octopuses or octopi? It's octopi, but I just like saying pusses better. Yeah, I imagine you like saying pusses. Anyway, yeah. what's the second one? Second one is, uh, is it fugu? Fugu is the poisonous I, I, I normally just pronounce it fuck you, but... You, yeah, but, but fugu you, yeah. Is, um, is poisonous blowfish. Okay. And, I mean, they've gotten so good to where you're most likely... People have died from it, and, you know, they say that, and that's what makes the allure of it. Um, and people that I know have that have eaten it, you know, say it is a bit of a rush because you're playing Russian roulette and it makes your lips numb because they leave some of the poison in there so you could feel it. Right. But I mean, like I said, chefs have gotten so good and 
there's so many regulations and stuff around it. The last thing you want is people dying. Right. So even though you sign waivers and stuff, so that's number two. Uh, wife says no, because I could also die from that. And the third one's pretty basic. It's nothing crazy, but in Japan, it's tradition at some places when you go out for sushi. And maybe it's not tradition. I could be wrong, but I've seen it so many times. I just want to do it. Um, some places will take a frog that's alive, cut out its heart, and leave the heart on the tip of the blade and feed it to you. Yeah, see, I, none of these appeal to me, my man. <laughs> and it's just, I think they're, it's because they're more adventurous things to do. Eat. You know, as a chef, I've cooked almost, you know, I've cooked a lot of food. And I've right. cooked, and not, not always well, you know, but I've, I've cooked a lot of things. I've tried a lot of things. That's how you develop your palate. And these are more like... I, I would call it the Olympics of food where you've hit a new level where it's like, okay, well, I've never done that. I might as well try it. I'm not saying I want to go kill a giraffe and do it, but I've eaten lion before and I've eaten, See, I, I've eaten I, kangaroo and I've eaten. I kind of think that, that, that animals like that, that are on certain continents, like, you know, you're going to eat them at some point. I've got a friend of mine who, um, so f- funny story. He's got, his name's Steven. And, and he pronounces the, the word garage, garage, right? Because he's, he's originally, um, uh, so he was born in Canada, okay? But okay. he was raised in England. But he just traveled the world so much that his accent's almost like Australian, right? Okay. And so I love talking with Stephen about food because he has traveled the world, literally traveled the world. And some of the things that he's eaten has, is just crazy. And the one thing that he says that he's eaten that he would never eat again, monkey brains. Have you eaten monkey brains? No, I've eaten cow brains. So monkey brains, I haven't. Now, did he have it like the? And I know this is probably a myth that I, where where they they say you know they take the monkey, they put it in the table, you bash its head open and eat it. That's what he said <clears throat> that they did. Yes. Okay, and I, I'm not surprised. I mean, I would do it. <laughs> I'll just be honest. <laughs> I would do so, it. I would. I would do it. So word of the wise, um, you and I will travel the U.S. together, right? But I'm never traveling the world with you. I don't want to be stuck in some colony of weird eaters um, that's just going to eat some weird rabid freaking snail dick or something. Like, I I want no part of this. I'm like Andrew Zimmern on Bizarre Foods where I'll try anything. Like, one of of the most interesting things I've ever had was, I think, think and I could be wrong, but I believe it's called muktuk. In Alaska, I have family up there, and I went hunting up there. And um, so, instead of butter, Eskimos or Inuits will take whale blubber and let it sort of sit room temperature and sort of ferment yeah. on the yeah, table. Yeah, I've heard about this. Yeah, and then you spread it on bread, and it's delicious. It's it's funky, but also I love blue cheese. I like I call it stank rank. <laughs> the st- the 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 rougher the the more it smells, the better it's going to taste, right? And so I have a palate for that. I'm used to that. Um, You know, like whenever I'd watch that show with him, I'd be like, wow, like I want to eat that. Like there's one dish um, that, you know, he or they they went and hunted some type of penguins. And I was like, yep, I want to do that. I've eaten a scorpion. I've eaten um, I've eaten a lot of bugs. There's a restaurant up here in Portland called Vault that serves grasshoppers on a plate. I remember I took my wife and she thought I was ordering her a drink, a grasshopper. <laughs> and then a plate, of, a platter of grasshoppers showed up. Um, but I will say one of the most tastiest bugs on the planet is tarantulas. Really? They taste like soft shell crab. Really? I mean, look at, look at the creature. It looks like a crab. Yeah. They taste, all you have to do is make sure you burn the hairs off. And that's not a, that's not a joke. It, you really do because they can get stuck and like burn you. 
Um, but yeah, uh, when I was five, I had rattlesnake with my grandparents. I've had and, rattlesnake. And rattlesnake's pretty and, good. And that was one of those things you deep fry it and deep fried anything tastes good. Yeah. And I will I will attest to that. Yeah. Uh, but there is there is a few dishes that are weird that I wouldn't eat, Brian. And well, okay. So so let's let's figure out where Jake the hater draws the line here. So where exactly or what exactly will you not eat? There's a dish, and the, these are going to be way off the wall. There's this dish, and it's up in near like the Faroese Island, the, that sort of region of the world. You know what I mean? Near Greenland and all that. And they, they catch penguins, and they take another animal's stomach, and they throw all these dead birds in there, and then bury it for months, oh. and then dig it up and then eat it. And it looks like bloody fermented soup. <laughs> to our viewers... If if you've made it to this point in the podcast, I truly apologize. This has gone off the rails. Um, it's a true dish, though, and Andrew Zimmern ate it. It looks disgusting. It it sounds disgusting. Yeah. I mean, it's it your your description of it is foul. It's just it's just wrong <laughs> yeah. on it, so it, many hey, levels. And a, and on a dad joke, it is foul because it's a bird and it oh, is foul. Yeah, because, yeah. Uh, no, um, the other one I do not, I hate, and people always laugh that I hate. I hate uni, which is sea urchin. Yeah. Um, at sea at sushi places, I think it's overpriced for a bad dish. It's the See, most overpriced cut you'll ever get, and to me, it has the texture and look of bad mayonnaise, and I don't like the taste of it. <laughs> and I'm a, I, that's the thing about me, though, as a chef, is I'm also a texture person. So I'll eat something, even if it doesn't taste the greatest, if it has a good mouthfeel. And I know it sounds dumb, but... I kind of feel like we're exploring some no, of your No, not that. I knew you were going to go that route, but... Yeah. <laughs> no, but it, um, you know, it'll... So, it, 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 so, it enhances the... the so let me probe that a little bit. So so let me probe that a little bit. I got two questions for you. <laughs> okay. okay. Two very, very quick questions, and we'll wrap this up. Number one, have you ever had the cream of some young guy? No. That's a terrible, okay. terrible joke. Okay. So then let me ask this. Have you ever had hot boy butter sauce? No. Okay. Is that, is that so, a bun boy or... <laughs> <laughs> Big burger, but what is it? Bug, I think bug it's boy a, burgers. I, I think it's in the back door at Five Guys, but oh, I don't know. Oh God! See, see, now you just went too far. I don't know. I just, uh, I there's a lot of stuff I'll eat, like haggis and stuff. But that I've had haggis. Haggis is good. Yeah, my wife, uh, my wife laughs though because the things I don't like usually are pretty simple. Um, but yeah, no, I'll I'll try anything at least once and have a very valid opinion. But I, I'm I'm it's very hard to turn away a dish for me. Because I appreciate, you know what I mean? I think you I think right. you should try all food. All right. But. Well, with that, Jake, I appreciate your time tonight. I want to come out and thank the audience for uh, sticking with us this long. Um, make sure that you take an opportunity to follow us on all the socials, Facebook, YouTube, uh, Twitter, uh, Instagram, uh, at Bleach Bros Pod, at Bleach Bros Pod. We're going to put out some more content. Um, our our episodes are going to air every Sunday, 10 a.m. Uh, Pacific Standard Time. And uh, with that, Jake, do you have anything to kind of tell us to wrap this show up? Nope, essentially. Thanks for the dirty talk and always come back and get sanitized.
As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over a hundred casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.